Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I am your host, Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm always so glad that you joined me today. And I have a very special um, guest with us today. This is Kelly Condra, and she is um, a former teacher and a counseling therapist as well. So she has a master's of science in educational counseling from the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. But what she's on today is two books that she and her husband, Preston, have co-authored, and the first one is By Which We Are Saved, and the second one is Sharing the Gospel with Confidence. So I'm really excited to have her here today. I think it's going to be extremely helpful because both of these books um, are used in conjunction with one another, and one is for um, believers, and then the other one is for doubters. And so we really are going to want to encourage you to buy them both today because they really work well together. So Kelly, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes. Well, this is this is very exciting, and I really did enjoy both the books. And so explain these a little bit more than what I just did so that people can really understand what your ministry is and what you guys were doing and how, how long it took to write these books, because they're quite um, extensive. Well, um, thank you for asking. The, um, the first book, By Which We Are Saved, and it's the the secondary title is Sharing the Gospel with, with Confidence, came from my husband's and my passion for sharing the gospel. We talk to people about the gospel all the time. I mean, we're sitting in a waiting room, we're in a checkout line. I mean, we just find something to say about Jesus to bring up the conversation. But when we talk to other Christians, they say, yeah, I can't believe you do that. I don't do that. I don't bring up Jesus everywhere. I don't bring up the Bible to strangers. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we love the body of Christ. My husband has been in ministry his entire adult life, and we just wanted to have resources for them to make it as absolutely seamless as possible for them to feel confident about sharing the gospel. Uh, we, um, My husband travels a lot for ministry, and he's in a lot of different churches, and we speak to a lot of different people, and it's so... we so frequently hear that people are scared of sharing the gospel because of the politically correct culture that we live in. They yes, don't yes, want absolutely. To, yeah, they don't want to offend people. They love people, and they want them to be saved. They want them to know Jesus, but they don't know what to say. They don't feel confident saying it. They're afraid they're going to be asked questions that they can't answer and be put on the spot, and um, so they just kind of avoid it or hope somebody else will ask them. And we wanted to solve every problem that a Christian might encounter. Well, th- these are very, I, I mean, it's very thorough, this book. Thank you. Yes, it really is. I mean, you have, you know, would you mind if I asked you something, this chapter? You have who is he, what he did, why I need it, how to get it, where to find it. And then you end with these, I, I love this, objections to witnessing and, and really th- that it is God who saves. It really is God who does the work. 
We just are the conduit. That's exactly right, and that's where we want Christians to just put their rest, to truly rest in God's work and the Holy Spirit's ministry of illuminating the minds of people who are seeking Him, so that they don't have to beat themselves up if they don't, you know, lead someone to Christ the first time they bring up the topic. Because a lot of times people, they don't even know what they believe. They're not sure what they think. They haven't thought, gee, you know, is Jesus God? People probably aren't walking around wondering that. And so when you bring it up, you know, what do you think about Jesus? They probably need to think it through, and they need to consider what they believe and what they've heard and what they already know and what their questions might be. And so we really encourage Christians to bring it up, but that doesn't mean you have to put someone on the spot or try to share every single thing you know in one sitting, but just to open the conversation and get people thinking. Well, I think that's exactly right. I don't know about you, but so many times... I'm a psychotherapist for a living, and there have been so many times when clients have come back and said to me, you know, when you said da-da-da-da-da to me, that revolutionized my life. And I think to myself, <laughs> I-, I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> and so, I'm, wow, I'm, I'm amazed. That, I'm glad you heard what God needed you to hear, but I don't think I said that, right? And so I think we, we want to really encourage people to understand that if you just start, it's so amazing how people will hear what God is really wanting them to hear. And that we don't have to put that kind of pressure on ourselves to be, you know, Bible theologians somehow. Exactly. I mean, it took me 10 years to get saved. From the time I really started wondering and seeking and asking questions and looking to the time where I finally believed, it was a 10-year period. And I wasn't even really aware of the process I was going through of just gradually changing my mind about the authority of Scripture, about Jesus being the one and only way. These are things that happen gradually. And I I was always churchy. I mean, I loved church. I was religious in my own fleshly nature because I thought it was a good person. So, of course, I went to church. But I didn't understand anything. And that was why we wanted to find an easy-to-remember way to break down the gospel, not a gimmick or a system, but just the pure gospel itself self broken into its elements, and that's when we came up with the who, who is he, what did he do, why do I need it, how do I get it? I, I, think, it's, I think it's really fascinating how the Lord illuminated this for you guys and how you broke it down into so, you know, because it, it really is a very complex issue, but yet it's so simple. You know, God is so complex, and he makes things still very simple. And so... Well, Yes, go ahead. Pardon me. Well, I was just, I was so happy that you said how God, you know, how God did this, because it's exactly right. Probably, gosh, 14 years ago, I was sitting in a coffee shop, and I just made a list of all the different things I heard when I witnessed to people. And I, I, just, I thought, I really wish I had this great gospel tract that would address all these things, Jesus isn't God, the word Trinity isn't in the Bible, you know, things I heard over and over and over, and I I thought, gosh, these gospel tracts are so, you know, they're two pages or four pages, and they just don't get into this stuff, and I wish I had the answers to those questions. Well, I put that piece of paper away for, you know, so to answer your question, it took me a year to write the book, Preston and I, or it took me, you know, 14 years, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how you look at it, right. because i yeah, I put the I put the piece of paper in a box, and it was a dream, and I just thought, you know, when am I ever going to publish anything? 
and um, we actually got an offer to write a book, or my husband did, and we decided we wanted to do it on our own so that we wouldn't have anyone changing doctrine that we weren't convinced was accurate and that sort of thing. We really wanted to be true to Scripture and only to address things that we felt very certain, you know, that we could answer correctly. Exactly. And, um, yeah, and I had um, started a new job uh, two years ago, and they said, your training is in two weeks, so just go disappear for two weeks and hide and stay out of our way until your training starts. And no kidding, I pulled this list out of a box I hadn't opened in years. And I thought, I'm just going to play around with this list. I read the manual for the new job and did, you know, the things I could do, and I didn't have anything else to do. Right, right. So wow. I pulled the list out, and I, I stared at the list for hours until it broke down into categories of who, what, how, and why. It's so, you know, isn't it amazing God's timing? And I think <laughs> that's part of, you know, part of helping people also understand that if you're sitting there and the door opens, that's God's timing. It isn't mm-hmm. about being perfect. In in It's just talking from your heart. It's just being willing, you know, to say who God is and what he's done for you and how Absolutely. it's affected you, you know. Yeah, and, and- Another friend of ours had just written a book, and so I had someone there to walk me through the steps. I say me because my husband works full-time, and I was the one kind of trying to do the learning on the side and, you know, figure these things out, and then we would get together at night and write the book. But we, um, the best part of the book is the index in the back, because if you looked at the index, Cynthia, you'll see all those objections listed. Jesus isn't God. Jesus isn't the only way. I don't believe in a God who allows suffering. You know, God's not a trinity. They're all there, and you can just, a, a person using the book can turn to that index, find the objection that the person is offering you, and turn to the page, and there's a brief description, and then the scripture. 50% of the book is the scriptures that apply to the objection. So then the Holy Spirit is the one convincing that person, not you. You're not arguing with them. You're not trying to argue them into heaven. You're just saying, here's what the Bible says, and if you want to believe the Bible, here's the scriptures that relate to your question or your doubt, and just then, then you can leave it in God's hands. I think it. I, I mean, I really do like the index because it's fascinating to me that people typically have the same questions and objections. <laughs> they do. You know, Satan and so, doesn't need anything new to deceive people with. Exactly. And so you have these, I mean, these are like verbatim, you know. You're saying no Hindu, Muslims, or Buddhists are saved, so you're saying my grandma is going to hell, do you, so you believe your belief is right and everybody else is wrong. I mean, these things are just so common. It's really, it's it's really, truly amazing. So we're coming up on our on our first break. We have about two minutes. And so... You know, I, I'm really interested in this book. So how, how do people find this book? You can order this book wherever books are sold. You can get it on Amazon. You can order it from your local bookstore. Um, it's not on the shelves. We're not famous. So, you know, it's not out there in, in public, but it can be ordered anywhere. And we also have our own website, sufficientwordpublishing.com. And especially if churches want to order this for small groups or Sunday school classes or to have on their book table or their store, if you order from sufficientwordpublishing.com, we can give you a discount for ordering in bulk. Oh, I love this. So how long has this book been out? When did you guys finish this? It has been out, um, 
gosh, uh, since last fall, in wow. November, last November. Wow. And you've gotten good reception, I'm sure. Very good. Very good. People are really excited to see a clear, clearly explained gospel. And someone said we should do a children's version. I said, it is a children's version. <laughs> uh, a, a fifth grader asked for a copy, and he's been using it on the bus already. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Witnessing the kids on the bus. It's just like we said, you know, God is so complex, but he makes it simple. Anybody can understand this. That's right. Well, you're going to be with us um, this entire hour, so we'll really kind of dive into some of this. And then the other the other book that, that, that goes with it. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join us in the next hour as we talk more with Kelly Preston about these wonderful evangelistic tools, these two books that she and her husband wrote. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. So thankful that you're joining me today. And I do have a very special guest if you're just tuning in. This is Kelly Condra. She and her husband, Preston, have written two really amazing books, evangelistic, wonderfully evangelistic tools. The first one is I Have Some Good News. The second one is By Which We Are Saved, or it might be the other way around. But, Kelly, thank you so much for being back on the show and staying with us this entire hour. So we were kind of talking off air a little bit about this idea of how to do this or how to really talk about the gospel. Yes. um, We really, one of the greatest passions is for an accurate, clear gospel. And because my husband's been a pastor before and he's been in ministry, he works for a wonderful ministry called Watchman Fellowship, which deals in uh, cults and new religions. Obviously, a clear and accurate gospel with correctly defined terms is very, very important when you're speaking to, for example, a group of people who say, yeah, we believe in Jesus, but it's a completely different Jesus according to their own, you know, cult description of Jesus. So we want to really um, emphasize to Christians that when you have faith in the gospel, you have faith in a particular message. The the gospel is a message. It means good news. And that message is about a person who did something for us because we have a need. So Jesus Christ died on the cross for sins according to the scriptures and was buried and rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. So just, and Paul says, if you believed in in this message that I shared with you and you didn't believe in vain, in other words, you didn't believe for the wrong reason. Like, I remember as an unbeliever myself saying, well, yeah, I go to church just in case it's true. You know, I mean, that's, right, that's right. not believing. That's <laughs> <laughs> silly. Right. So, so first of all, Jesus, who is he? He is God the Son. He is our Savior. He's the one and only way of salvation. He is not one of many equally valid ways along with, you know, all these other religions. And so that's something that people need when they're, if they want to share the gospel with somebody. And we really strongly encourage people to use 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, because within that it says, this is the gospel by which you are saved. That's where the title of our book came from. And then it articulates exactly what is the object of faith. You have to believe in the correct object of faith to be saved. You can't believe in the incorrect Jesus or believe in Jesus 
plus some other work that you're doing. You know, I'm a good person. I'm going to do good work. Um, and I think, that, I think you're making belief. you're making a good point because it really, you know, people don't have as much trouble with the word God as they do Jesus. That's so absolutely right. People will like to say, well, I believe in God. It's like, okay, well, who is the God you're believing in? Exactly. Does he have a son? Did the son die for your sin? Right, How, right. You know, no other religion in the world solves the sin problem. Right, um, right. You know, if you take Hinduism, for example, it's a recycling program. You're just recycling your sins to another generation. That doesn't solve anything. I so, think that um, is a really big, that is a big piece because that's one of the hardest things people have addressing because we don't want anyone to feel bad. We're in this culture that we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings anymore. And That's so we right. get afraid to talk about that sin issue, which everybody has. Everyone knows that, that they are, are fallen. Everyone does. That's right. Everybody does know. And if we, go from that, if we go from that position of saying everyone already knows, God says that the knowledge of him is manifest in Romans 1. It's not a secret. It's not a surprise. <laughs> Jesus said, right. I didn't do this right. hiding in a corner. Right. You know, <laughs> everybody knows to some degree of what God has put in their heart. They have a conscience. They know right from wrong. Well, if there's right and wrong, there must be a judge. See, so, I think that's what's so hard for people because it, you know, it people want to stay in denial. We don't want to address sin in that way, and and I think is, that's the relationship piece that we have to really be talking to people about. Is that the only reason we're addressing it is to set some have you set free? Absolutely. It isn't to, to beat people up. Absolutely. So, and and we can talk more about that as well. But to finish up on the gospel, Jesus Christ, who is he, you know, who is this person? Is he just a man? Can a man die for your sins? No, he would have his own sins to pay for. That's right. So just a few basic facts like that about Jesus to make sure the person understands who this person is, why I need it, like you just said, Cynthia, very well, is uh, we're sinners that need a Savior. How do I get it? By faith. We're just believing this message. But the interesting thing about the gospel is within those verses, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, it says, according to the scriptures, twice. And we make an issue of that in the book because, if, in, in my case especially, I did not believe the Bible was true. How can you trust a message for your eternal destiny from a book that isn't true? Right. So I went to church, and I guess I just thought it was a good thing to do. But I didn't really believe the Bible. So that is one of the easiest ways to bring up the gospel without offending people is just to ask them, you know, I go to church. I, you know, I've been, your, my, I've been neighbors with you for years. I've never asked you anything about what you believe. Do you, for example, believe in the Bible? And that can open up a conversation because if they don't believe in the Bible, you've got a whole other job to do. That is, if they're interested helping them see that the Bible is God's Word before you even get to the message in the Bible. Exactly. And there's lots and lots of wonderful books showing that the Bible is a trustworthy source. You know, I think when when you said, you know, just saying to your neighbor, hey, I've never asked you what you believe. I think people really don't understand how much people like to talk about this. They really do. They're scared, too. Yes. They're they're probably glad to talk. I mean, in my... What I found is a lot of people are very willing, but they're scared to bring it up. I have to be the one to bring it up and be brave. Exactly. I want to. I know God wants me to. I want these people to be saved, and I'm going to bring it up. And then a lot of times they're like, well, I always wanted to, you know, ask this question. Maybe you know. Well, 
you know, maybe you know the answer. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I can always say, hey, I can get back to you tomorrow. I'll go call my pastor and ask him, and I'll get back to you. Well, you know, I have always found this because I'm also an ordained um, minister, and so when people find this out, they are very wanting to ask me questions. And so I think we we forget that people have that need for God that God put in them, and Mm -hmm. so they want many times to talk about it. They just want someone to be as honest as possible and and as kind as possible in this. So we're coming up on the half-hour break here. And um, so we have about one one more minute. So tell the listeners again how they can get, get the information from you. Our book is available, both of our books are available wherever books are sold. Amazon, your local bookstore, Barnes & Noble, eBooks. We have it in every eBook format available. So if you have a Nook or a Kindle reader, whatever, um, you can use that. And also from our website, sufficientwordpublishing.com. And especially for churches and pastors and small group leaders to order this for your group, we do give uh, both discounts. So please contact us. Well, that, I, that's excellent. So, listeners, make sure that you join us in this next uh, segment. We have Kelly um, for the next half hour, so we have her on this whole show, and we're going to talk much more about how to talk about the Bible, how to talk about Jesus, how to talk about your faith, and to really take courage in talking about your faith. And because I know for myself, when I talk about my faith, I'm always encouraged. And so make sure that you join us in this next um, half hour. And you can always look on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you've missed part of the show, and there's all the other shows that are on the website as well, you can find them on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes. So make sure you join us in this next segment with Kelly Condra. Well, thank you for joining me today with Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. So if you're just tuning in, uh, this show is an hour long, so you may want to go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's spelled C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com, and you can listen to the entire show in its, uh, in its entirety. So we have today with us um, Kelly Condra, and she and her husband Preston have written these two great books that are, that are evangelistic books. They are so helpful and knowledgeable, but they're not, they're, you don't get buried by them. They're very easy to read. They're quick to read. And, and I think that, that a lot of what we want to do as Christians is make sure that we are carrying our faith to the world and not to forget to do that, especially in our culture right now, which is um, makes us feel like people are averse to this. And I want to encourage you to know people like to talk about this. So, Kelly, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being with us in the second hour. So tell Thank us you. about these two books and how to use them. Well, when we wrote the first book, By Which We Are Saved, we really wanted to create a handbook for Christians, like literally a book that you can keep in your desk drawer at work, keep in your glove box in the car, keep in your purse, that you would have this book handy with the assumption that if you're willing, the Lord is going to give you someone to mention something about the gospel to a person. I mean, I was trying on shoes in a shoe store, and I turned to the woman sitting in the chair next to me while we were waiting for the guy to bring the shoes out and I 
started to talk about the gospel, she said, well, I was going to talk to you about the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a nice five-minute, you know, wow. fellowship time. Right. I mean, right. it's amazing. People will talk about it. But we wanted to have a handbook so that a person could, in this politically correct culture, they can take the kind of stress off of themselves about, I have to know all this stuff, and I have to say it right, and I have to try not to offend this person. No, you can just open the book and say, here's the gospel, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. I really, it would really mean the world to me if you would read these verses and let me know what you think, because... You know, we have been cube mates for two years, and I love Jesus, and I really would like you to at least consider him, even if you're not interested. That's okay. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be upset if you don't agree with me, but would you please just look at this passage? And they might look at it, and then they would say something like, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't like the Christian God because if he's powerful, he allows suffering. You just turn to the index in the back. You look up the God who allows suffering, you turn to the section and say, would you be willing to read these three pages? It's just three pages. If you would look at it, I would, it would really mean a lot to me. And just see if that answers their objection. Now, for example, maybe that'll open a dialogue where you could continue to speak with them. Maybe they'll shut you down and say, nope, I don't want anything to do with it. Fine. That's perfectly fine. That's up to them. God's the one that gave them a choice. I'm not trying to take their choice away. I just want to offer them the opportunity to believe the gospel. But maybe they are kind of open and they want to know more. Then we have a second book, and we call it the Doubter's Version. It has the exact same objections in it, but it's not written to a Christian coaching the Christian on how to explain it. It's written directly to the person with the question, the person with the doubt. And it says things like, you may not believe this, but this is what the Bible says about it. And then it allows the person to just be kind of dealing directly with God and God's Word instead of me having to try to convince you. That's, I think that's amazing. I, you know, we are already almost, we have two minutes left in this segment. It goes so quickly. So I, I, I want to make sure that people understand that, that the way these two books are written, they do kind of go together, but the one is if the person is wanting that personal interaction with someone that believes. And the other one is really good for someone that wants to battle it out with God themselves. Exactly. The second book, the one it's called, I Have Some Good News, It, you know, meaning mm-hmm. good news, the gospel. Right. This is the giveaway book, and we purposely cut the price way down to the bone so that Christians could feel like they could give it away. It's a $10 book. And we want Christians to buy I Have Some Good News and keep a couple on hand so that they can give it to people. So maybe they've started a conversation, or maybe it's someone like my dad, who he's passed away now, and I don't know what he believes. But if I would leave him something, he would look at it. Exactly. No, he wouldn't that, talk to me, right? but he'd look at it. Right, exactly. And some people, you know, it just, just depends really on the person. And so make sure, tell us again how to get a hold of these books. We have about 30 seconds left. SufficientWordPublishing.com or anywhere books are sold. They can order the paperback. They can order the ebook. Excellent. So, listeners, make sure that you join us in this last segment. We have uh, Kelly for one more segment, and she's going to go into a little bit more in depth 
about what these books are really for and, and maybe even questions that you might have. So join us in the next segment of Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and thank you for joining me today. So this is, if you're just tuning in, this is our last segment of this hour. So make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and you can certainly listen to the show in its entirety. There's also past shows there. We have um, blogs that are accessible um, regarding the shows. We have all kinds of neat things on the website. And then you can certainly... um, if you're wanting a keynote speaker, you can contact me through the website. I can tailor make any kind of lecture for you for whatever your group is. And I love to do that. And also, I love it when you all tell me what shows you would like me to do. So if you have some ideas that you would like me to really do some education on and some expounding on, please make sure that you email me through the website. So we have Kelly Condra with us today, and she and her husband, Preston, have written two really amazing books that I've really enjoyed reading. And they are very evangelistic in nature. And I and I really want to encourage you to, to purchase the books because I think as Christians in our society today, we really need to be prepared to answer questions when people have them that are that are difficult questions. And and to make sure that we are prepared to do that. I, the other reason I think this book is also very helpful is personally I think you might learn some really amazing things that you didn't know and, and that we really are understanding the gospel in, in, in complete truth. So, Kelly, thank you again for being here with us today. Thank you, Cynthia. So tell us about, just kind of walk us through this book. Okay. Well, so when we wrote the first book, By Which We Are Saved, we originally wanted like a fantastic gospel tract. But when we looked at how many things would have to be in a gospel tract, it wasn't a gospel tract anymore. <laughs> it became a book. A book. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because we really want to be accurate. For example, many wonderful, well-intentioned people that are doing their best to witness, they might say something, for example, like, I want you to follow Jesus, or do you want to follow Jesus, or um, something to that nature that that is... Um, on the right track, but does not give the person hearing the content that they need to believe and understand in order to be saved. Salvation is by faith. Faith means to be persuaded that something is true. That persuasion comes from two sources. One is a willing mind. I want to know. I want to know God, and I want to know what he wants from me. And number two, the Holy Spirit convincing our mind. And so... For that to happen, a person needs to hear the gospel message, and we need the truth in order for the Holy Spirit to use that truth and work on that person's mind. So that's one of the reasons there's lots and lots of scripture in the book. And I also want to say we did use King James in many cases, and I really don't want people to be scared of the King James Version. We felt that it really was one of the most accurate translations, and we're not King James only, but um, it's not, 
it's almost like if you learn the hardest version first, the other ones are so easy. But if you learn the easy you're, versions that, first, you're right. <laughs> then it's so much harder to learn the more difficult. So we really love this this version. And and if you know, you can always use your own Bible. You don't have to use these verses. But anyway, I wanted to put that out there. No, that so that's, you go, that's a good clarification. I like that. So, especially with children, we love to have children memorize King James, because then later on, if they learn New American Standard or something else, it's such a snap. But um, anyway, so the first chapter is detailing the gospel, who Jesus is, what he did for us. He died on a cross for our sins. Why do I need it? Because I'm a sinner. I'm separated from God. Why am I separated from God? He's holy. He's in heaven. It wouldn't be heaven if it was full of sinners. It would be just like here. (laughs) Exactly. And so just those basic explanations about why I need to be saved, why I do not have a relationship with God. I remember my niece coming to me and crying. She was little, like a seven-year-old, and said, God doesn't hear my prayers. You know, like she had heard in church that God doesn't hear the prayers of the unsaved. I mean, what a scary thing to hear. Exactly. And it's terrible what people can hear sometimes, which is why I think this is so important because there's so many mistruths that people have heard. Right. And it's and people need to know, listen, if if, if you're not born again, God counts you as an enemy. And he's not there at your beck and call like a genie doing whatever you want. So, I mean, it's really important that people believe the true content of the gospel and they understand, I must be, you know, Jesus said, you must be born again. And and Paul said, there's no other name, I think it was Paul, yikes, uh, <laughs> under heaven by which one yes, must be yes. saved. And so we need to have the accurate content and to be born again, you have to believe the actual gospel. You need to share the actual gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. And we want so much for believers to be confident, to be sure, to, to feel safe. Like, I can bring this up. I can do this. I just point to this page in the book. It's full of Bible verses. The gospel's clearly explained. And I don't have to start an argument with, you know, you know get drawn into an argument with, with my neighbor or my coworker or my cousin. Because I'm just saying, look, here is the gospel message. It says this is the message by which you are saved. You cannot be clearer than that. It doesn't say plus, plus, plus. Plus, you have to be a good person. You have to go and do all this stuff. No, it's a message that saves us. Then it empowers us, you know, to do God's will afterward. And we want Christians to feel good and feel confident and feel that they can rightly explain this so that they can lead people in their lives to believe and understand the gospel. Well, I, you know, so, I think the other thing that that usually that works as well for me is if I'm getting feeling like someone's pulling me into an argument, you know, like I'm having to debate, which mm-hmm. never never works. I mean, it really just doesn't. But no. a lot of times, what I will say to people is, I will just say, you know what? Why don't you ask God yourself to reveal Him to you instead of me he, feeling like I need to convince you. Yes. Ask him to and be he's real revealed to you. it. Yes. In his word. That's right. It's all here, and the Holy Spirit will convince them. If they are right. looking at the truth of God's word, the Holy Spirit will show them that it's true. He will convince them that it's true. And I, mean, and if I he think can that, convince yes. me, he can convince anybody. Exactly. I, I think that's one of the more, really, because it encourages people to see God as a relational God and just to say, well, you know, you're experiencing God through me, but I would like you to experience God yourself. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can pursue that and ask that because many times people get too caught up in all the information. And if God reveals himself to them, you know, because anyone that knows Jesus, you can't talk somebody out of Jesus. You know, once they know him, <laughs> you can't. And so right. it's, then there can be this like, and listen, I can give you this book and it's a way to have it illuminated to you as well. Exactly. So if I'm going to prepare myself, so chapter one is, the gospel, just a very clear explanation of the elements within the gospel by which we are saved. Chapter two is a chapter that a person can use to evaluate themselves. What is bothering me? Am I afraid of having my pride wounded if I don't know the answer to something? Am I afraid that someone's going to be angry with me? Am I, you know, am I the person that does get drawn into arguments and then I'm afraid I'll lose my friend? Because I used to, I was so enthusiastic when I was a new believer. Yeah, I would just blow people away. I didn't pay attention to their reaction. We have a section on right. watching people's body language. Exactly. How are they reacting to this? And do you need to just put it away and bring it up again later? You don't want people running the other direction when they see you because they're afraid you're going to start an argument on religion. Right, exactly. Um, or, or feeling so we judged. have a or... lot of suggestions for how to bring this up. Like, for example, something simple like using a qualifying statement saying, you know, I know you might not agree with me, and that's okay, but would you be willing to look at a Bible verse? Mm-hmm. Right. Just that much, right. that right. simple thing. Then, and most authors probably don't say, hey, you don't need to read the whole book. <laughs> but you don't need to read the whole book. If you're, not, if you're like, I'm not a reader, I never buy books, I don't have time, you do not need to read this book. You just need to have this book. Because if you want to share the gospel with someone, if you're like God, I want to, I know you want me to share the gospel. I know you want people to be saved, and I'm not good at this. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to love to read. You don't have to read the whole book. Put it in your purse. Put it in your desk drawer. Put it in your car. God will bring someone along for you to talk to, and you only have to open to the section that's relevant. So if you talk to that person that says, well, but I still have to do, you know, the Ten Commandments, the Old Testament law, you know, I can't just believe. It's just, it's not cheap grace. That's too easy. That's too simple. You just turn to that page and you just say, hey, would you read this page? Or you just explain that section to them and show them the verses about the law being fulfilled. You know, I think... You don't have to read the whole book. And, you know, I love this. Like, even if they just started with the index of objections, you know... I guarantee if they look at the index of objections, they are going to be interested in... There's like 50 objections. It's, and it's you're amazing. going to be like, oh, that's interesting. I was wondering about that one. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what... I really enjoyed that part of the book especially because you give such salient answers and, and it's in a non-judgmental way. It's not like beating people up Thank with, you. you know, you're a sinner and this is a, you're going to go to hell. You know, it's... That that rarely has really worked with people. You don't scare people into a relationship with God. Right. And, and so, if you, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, if you absolutely do not want to talk to some, somebody about the gospel, you buy the second book, I Have Some Good News, and you let them read it themselves. Yes, yes. No, I, and See, and I think that's kind of what we were talking about in the last segment, when, you know, people do things in in many different ways. And especially if we have extroverts and introverts, right? Extroverts Mm -hmm. have to talk out loud to know what they're thinking. And introverts have to think before they can talk. And so, you know, it's kind of that idea of picking up on the energy of the person and what is this person really like? How can I best help them versus being too interested in what I want to share? 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we went, you know, we have an email contact on our website, sufficientwordpublishing.com. We wanted the website name to be really long and hard to remember, <laughs> sufficientwordpublishing.com. So just because we believe God's Word is sufficient for all things yes. pertaining to life and godliness, and that's why we picked the name. No, I like, but, I like um, the name. It, it, it is, even though it's long, it is easy to remember. <laughs> Uh, so if, if anyone has any questions, please don't hesitate to email us. But, okay, so we have, for example, one of the objections is we fondly call it the Bongo Bongo objection. What about the people in Bongo Bongo, you know, some right, remote right. place? Oh, they've never heard. Well, how do people get to Hawaii and populate Hawaii? People travel. They've always traveled. They're, they weren't, you know, from evolutionary teaching. People think people used to be really backward and didn't know anything. No, they made it across the Pacific Ocean. People are smart. Exactly. They've always been smart. They have traveled. They have heard. And they know there's a God, just like everyone else knows there's a God. They can look up and say, yeah, this didn't come from an explosion. This came from a creator. Well, you know, I, I heard this um, story. It was... Um uh, it was a, a mission about a missionary that it was went to like the deepest, darkest Africa, right? And um, and as he worked among the people, talked to the people, learned them, he began to you know share the gospel. And what these these natives said, they said, "Oh, that's his name. We've known him." That's his yeah. name. His name is Jesus. Oh, that's his name. And so you know, I think that we want to say to people, God. If God loves the world, why would he jeopardize the fact that people might not have access to him in the way that we all have access? God is going to make sure that everybody has that opportunity to choose. And if he has to reveal himself, you know, in in whatever manner, he can still do that. So he, we, he we saved have, through the, I'm sorry, no, he go, saved through the gospel. Yes. He saved through the gospel. That's the one and only way of salvation. Exactly. But if a person has said yes to the other witnesses, the witness of creation in Romans 1 and the witness of our conscience in Romans 2, a missionary will walk into that jungle in Bongo Bongo. I guarantee exactly. it. God is good. Exactly. It's a question about the character of God, and God's a good God, and he wants everyone to be saved. And he's given us the privilege of partnering with yes. him in this work, and we want... We well, you know what? Book, I'm so I'm sorry, question. Kelly. Kelly, we have oh, got okay. to end, and I'm so sorry to, to do that so no, quickly. No, no. But thank you so much for being with us today. And and listeners, please make sure you go to their website, sufficientwordpublishing.com, and get these wonderful resources. So join me next week, and certainly visit the website at cynthiahyatt.com. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at FaithTalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.